Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, thanks for checking out the show tonight. Into the weekend we go. We got an Oilers broadcast coming up on Sunday, 2.30 for the face-off show. The action will start at 4 as they take on the Winnipeg Jets. Late in the first half, about three minutes left, Hamilton leading Montreal 7-3 in the Friday nighter in the CFL. Blue Jays trailing the Rays 3-1 in the fifth. Uh, We were just talking about the Oil Kings game. That's coming up at 7 at Rogers Place against Red Deer. 7 o'clock kickoff at Foot Field. Meanwhile, the uh, U of A Golden Bears taking on the Saskatchewan Huskies. Bears are 2-1. Huskies are 3-0. Unfortunately... I mean, I guess I really shouldn't say unfortunately. They tried and they had a lot of fun. The uh, U of A Students' Union not quite able to get the uh, new dodgeball record. They needed about uh, uh, 6,200, 6,300 students. Uh, They had, I guess, around 4,500 or so, but they still had an awesome time at Varsity Field playing a huge outdoor game of dodgeball. Now... My next guest, I, he might sound uncontrollably giddy. He usually sounds uncontrollable in some way, but I think he is still giddy from the result of the game that ended about 21 hours ago, his Cleveland Browns toppling the Pittsburgh Steelers in Thursday night football. It is my good buddy Jack Michaels checking in. Hey, Jack. Well, I'd be a little bit more giddy if uh, we were talking about two playoff-bound teams. Uh my next-door neighbor is a huge Steelers fan, so we exchanged some friendly banner. But the way that game was played, it's hard to envision anything other than nine and eight or eight and nine for either club. So, I'm going to reserve. Uh, I'm going to reserve gloating or feeling great about things until the Browns, uh, you know, string together a few more wins. Because after all, I was in Penticton for the horror that was the uh, lead loss to the. Uh, New York Jets and Joe Flacco, who I believe won a football game for the first time since the George Bush the second administration. <laughs> uh, well, that was a heartbreaker for the Browns, and they—I uh, mean—they almost let the Steelers have that onside kick. Oh, I'm aware. Kick. I yes. mean, it was a, it was a poorly played game between two below-average teams in what is starting to all of a sudden read look like one of the weaker divisions. Uh, maybe the the version of the CFL East for the last decade, uh, and that's the AFC North. Uh, it's thought usually to be one of the stronger divisions. I I can't say that any team is looking real good in that division right now. But when you were reading the scores, I was thinking, well, at least an East team will get a win tonight. Uh, I would I would I was thinking though. I mean, when's the last time you had a legitimate power? in the east and i know ottawa you know won a great cup i think they finished eight and ten that year or eight nine and one or something but i mean yeah. when's the last time you had a 12 win team out east i mean it it has to be coming up on close to a decade now uh well i believe uh in 2015 when edmonton won 
I think Ottawa. I'm just going to check. I think Ottawa was a 12-win team that year. Like in the regular okay. season, they were better than the year when they beat Calgary in overtime. Uh, I'm guessing in the they Cup. went nine and zero against the East that year. Then because I, I uh, just it, it's been an unbelievable <laughs> stretch here where the East, like you know, I think right now seven and five leads the division, and and seven and five is one of the better records that an East leading team has had in the last 10 years that I could think of. So, yeah, 20, okay, 2015 was interesting because Edmonton and Calgary were both 14-4. and four. Right. And then it dropped off to BC going 7-11. and 11. Now, that's because Edmonton and Calgary beat almost everybody they played. The East had Ottawa at 12-6. and six. Hamilton and Toronto were both 10-8. and eight. And then Montreal was 6-12. and 12. So... Uh, Montreal actually had uh, a a half-butt shot at the crossover that year, an East team going to the West, but BC held them off. But yeah, it's it's generally been, I'd have to go back and check the standings for all the seasons, but generally the CFL West, not just the last decade, the last four decades, going back to when I was a kid, has been a deeper division with just the rare exception. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. The depth has always been there. I just, uh, yeah, the, the East lately has just struggled to field the team over 500 to represent its division. But in any event, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to go on and on about the Browns and pretend they're something they're not, especially in a loaded AFC. Uh, yeah, Bengals have stumbled out of the gate. Uh, I guess the, the, Ra- the Ravens, the Ravens, I think, became the first team in something like a decade to give up a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter. And, you know, I mean, people shouldn't be surprised. They were last in the league in past defense a year ago. But still, I mean, that was Tua shredding them up. And uh, so, in any event, I like I said, we'll, we'll see what happens over the next eight to ten weeks. But if I... If I had to, you know, go to the money line and tell you where the Browns and Steelers would finish, I, I'd tell you probably somewhere between eight and nine and nine and eight, and I feel pretty comfortable with that. See, now you got me looking all this stuff up. I forgot about this. In 2019, Hamilton was 15 and three, and then got worked me? over in a 21 point loss in the Grey Cup to Winnipeg. Wow. Geez, I, I did not I did not remember that and would not have uh, that's a well, that's they, a good pull by you. So yeah, well, if you don't win at all, right? People tend to forget about what uh, how good or uh, a season you might have had in the regular season if you don't pull. Yeah, off. and so, as yeah. I recall, Winnipeg crushed them in the Great Cup that yeah, year. Yeah, thirty three twelve, just yeah. absolutely pounded them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, nonetheless, I'm, I'm glad you got to see a Browns uh, win on prime time. Good old hey, Amazon Prime. Win, I'll take it. Yes, yeah. the wins a win. I'll take it. All right, Jack Michaels, check it in tonight. Uh, I, I want to have some fun with you here before we dive more into the Oilers stuff. The Edmonton Oil Kings tonight are using goal songs. So when an Oil King scores, they'll play Kickstart My Heart, which has been the traditional goal song. But then once the players sort of gather to celebrate by the bench, they'll go to the individual players' selection for a goal song. If you had a goal song in hockey, what would you pick? Boy, if I had a goal song in hockey, that boy, that's a good. Uh, that is a tough question. Um, geez, right out of the gates, Reed, you, you catch me a little. Uh, well, usually you're so good at these because you're so sharp. I'm, yeah, just, you could just say I, "Let It Go" by Def Leppard. That'd be a good one. I'm, 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 I'm scrambling a little bit. I, you know what I'd like to see on a goal song to see whether it would translate is uh, "Journey Any Way You Want It." 
you know, oh, start a with a guitar riff and maybe maybe go from there. Because I, I have to say this, and and you don't hear a ton of praise from me heaped on the Toronto Maple Leafs, starting with their uh, grammatical, you know, incorrectness of their name. I mean, that bothers me right away, but. I got to say, when they went to the Hall and Oaks, uh, You Make My Dreams Come True, that was, you know, a song that I don't think a lot of people would have gone with right out of the gates, and yet it's 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 catchy. I like it, and to be honest with you, it's kind of renewed by, you know, somewhat tepid interest in the Hall and Oaks library. I'll tell you what we'll do. Uh, Kellen can collect some of these for the off-topic topic. By the tonight. way, Somebody's... that song was not one of their six number ones, Reed, which I didn't know. I no, I, I don't know that one. I, I mean, uh, to me, you got out of touch is, is is right up there as a classic from the eighties. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Let let us know what would be your goal song if you were a player on the Oil Kings or a team that uh, that had goal songs. Ten uh, three Hamilton leading Montreal at the halftime. Uh, they just went to the half in in the CFL. Okay, Jack. Uh, here we go into the Oilers preseason. Stuart Skinner uh, came out and spoke today, and then Jay Woodcroft to uh, address the media after the Oilers' second session. Said, "Hey, I've I've seen." Skinner grow not just as a goaltender but uh, but as a as a person he's put the work in he's made all the stops along the way to get to the minors he obviously got that NHL debut in an empty building and the win against Ottawa in January 2021 and then for the most part I, I thought pretty good going six and six in 13 appearances last season including uh, his first NHL shutout against the San Jose Sharks so I mean it seems to me you know Skinner's he, he's done everything he's needed to do he's grown he's matured and a huge opportunity for him behind Jack Campbell. Well, I think it's a huge opportunity for both goaltenders because, you know, as much as Oilers fans, you know, want to say, all right, you know, we've got a legitimate 50-30 split here. We're going to find out whether for the first time in their NHL careers, you know, Jack Campbell can play 50 games and Stuart Skinner can play 30. It's neither of us ever done that in the NHL. I think a lot of people see that as, you know, again, maybe a 55-27 split or whatever you want to call it. You know, you're still asking two guys to do something they've never done before in the NHL. And that's why the goaltending situation, once again, is one of the most compelling storylines behind the Edmonton Oilers season. Uh, Jack Campbell certainly, you know, looks like he's apprenticed well and, and is ready for this opportunity, much the way Cam Talbot did when he ended up winning 42 games for the Oilers. And I believe... Uh, you know, setting single season records for wins. And I want to say save percentage that year in, in 2017, you know, but you, you never know until you're the unquestioned guy and you, and you're the guy that basically a team is going to lean on from day one. And, and this is a situation that Jack Campbell has not had in his NHL career, where he's the unquestioned number one guy on a team expected to contend for a Stanley Cup. That is a different situation than what he's had before. He's not the only guy in that situation in and around the league. I mean, you know, Kyle Dubas the other day was quoted as saying, you know, the Leafs the Leafs goaltending is an open competition for the whole season. I don't think the Oilers have that. I think they have their one and two. But the whole key to that is, I think, you know, you, as much as, you know, you want to believe, hey, three years from Smith and Koskinen, you needed to move on. Absolutely. I don't disagree with that. And I like the signing of Jack Campbell, but he's still got to do it. And that goes for the whole team as well. I mean, the Oilers still have to 
you know, qualify for the postseason. They still have to do what they didn't do in 17-18. Now, here's why I think they will be a playoff team and they will be a 100-point club this year, is now the same players that had such disappointing campaigns in 17-18 and 18-19, the core of that team was much younger than the core of this one. Now all those key players are in their mid-20s. This is no longer a young hockey club. This is a battle-tested, battle-scarred team that's experienced ups and downs. And quite frankly, inside of a week, you know, the, the glorious feeling of having dispatched a provincial rival in a revival of the Battle of Alberta after three decades, followed by their season being over less than 10 days later. I mean, the, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows without going to the Stanley Cup Finals. So that's why I think this team, no matter you know whether Campbell and, and Skinner have some peaks and valleys, and I expect they will, because again, this is a first time for them. But I think this club is, because of that experience, because they've added some veteran pieces to that core, I think they're more likely to withstand those struggles that kind of totally torpedoed those 17, 18, 18, 19 campaigns where they just weren't able to ever really get anything going, get over 500, you know, after the new year. It just never happened for those two clubs. This squad, even if they should get off to a slow start, and, and with the first six at home, you'd like to think they won it. I think that veteran guile will help them. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the schedule, too, because that's a huge opportunity, which is interesting, Jack, because we've seen long homestands, now granted in December, derail seasons in the past. Remember, uh, I think Hitch oh, was that, coaching? That 17-18 season we're talking about, I think the Oilers clawed back to 500 at Christmas. And then, and they, then they lost out- five in a row at home. Correct, exactly. And then... Then, yeah. then the stretch that led to Dave Tippett's dismissal, they had a six-game homestand and they lost the first five games. Then I think they beat Columbus uh, for one of the two wins in that 15-game well, stretch. Then they came out of the All-Star break, lost you know, lost a, a game or two at home, I think, to Vegas and Chicago, and that was all she wrote. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I, I think – but here's, here's why the start does mean something, and here's why you have an opportunity to take advantage of the first six games at home. Think about it. I mean – you had 13 losses in 15 games and still made the playoffs easily. I mean, easily. Like, you know, the, the Oilers didn't, you know, sneak into the postseason last year. And that's because you got off to the start you did, 9-1, and 16-5. And, and that was under Dave Tippett. So despite that tremendous swoon, they were able to survive it because of the great start. And that's why you want to put points in the bank, especially, again, I go back to the – fact that you know i don't expect for instance i don't expect i, I really don't I, I i don't see jack campbell going 40 and 12 and Stuart skinner going 20 and 5 i i just don't expect that because they haven't done it yet and i i expect each of them might have a mini slump or two it's a long season and the team is going to have poor stretches in front of them but why I like this club is I think they're better suited to navigate the inevitable, you know, slumps incurred over an 82-game schedule because, again, their key players are older, and then they've added complementary pieces that also have been been through some good times and hard times. I mean, 
Tyson Bear and Evander Kane, you know, and Zach Hyman that, you know, they, they've they've won some series, they've lost some series. They've had disappointment. And you've got all that veteran leadership kind of pulling on the same rope in in terms of wanting to finally get over the finish line and, and win the Stanley Cup and again because the core of the team is older, I I think that that favors a club because, again, in an 82-game schedule, other than Tampa and, you know, a few teams, Detroit and I think 95, 96, I mean, there's not too many teams that just sail through the regular season without really, you know, a bump on their ledger. And uh, that, that's that's why I like the makeup of this Edmonton Oilers club, uh, not because I necessarily think they're going to blow other teams out of the water the entire season, but when things do get tough, I think they'll be able to pull themselves out of it. Jack, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I will see you at the rink for the scrimmage tomorrow. That should be interesting to see how that plays out. And then uh, I guess Mooner is so Mooner's doing Sunday and you're doing Seattle Monday? Correct, correct. Okay. I would not make Mooner do a back-to-back right out of the gate in the preseason. <laughs> that just wouldn't be fair. It's, it's too arduous. Okay. Hey, thanks for doing this, especially on a Friday, buddy. I really appreciate it. We'll see you soon. Well, and I'm glad the research shows how much I'm valued in this program. I was surprised by that data, <laughs> how important I was to your continued success. There we go. Jack, uh, I look forward to seeing that data someday. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. <laughs> it's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Okay, we've had a couple of great play-by-play voices on the show to get you going. Jack Michaels from our Oilers games here on 630 Chet and Andrew Peard from the Edmonton Oil Kings as the Oil Kings get to set the face off against Red Deer 7 o'clock at Rogers Place, their first game of the season. U of A football, 7 o'clock against Saskatchewan at Foot Field. That is a big one in Canada West. Kellen Kennedy back at the 630 Chet Broadcasting Compound. Kellen, how are you doing, sir? Pretty good, Wilkie. How about yourself? Now, I understand uh, you are not working Monday. Is that accurate? That's correct, yes. Uh, And what will you be doing on Monday, my friend? I will be chasing after the mystery of the White Rabbit. I don't know what that means. Is that like a drug? <laughs> Monday Night Raw, yes. It's uh, the <laughs> rumored big reveal. We will find out who the White Rabbit is on Monday Night Raw, uh, Monday in Edmonton. So we'll see. Okay, well, what this makes no sense to me at all, so you have to educate me. What is the this is this a wrestler they're unveiling? I don't, I don't yes, get it. Um, it's a a rumored debut or a re-debut of a wrestler, uh, and the only clues we've been getting in uh, previous weeks on uh, WWE TV and that stuff is uh, the uh, sound of Jefferson Airplane's uh, White Rabbit over the 
um, speakers so, and that stuff. So. so this is what a retired wrestler coming back, an injured wrestler coming back. What uh, the, the speculation is is it's a wrestler that was uh, f- formerly employed by WWE, released about a year, year and a half or so. So basically, like a rehire to the company. A rehire. So it can't be that many possibilities. Who do you think it is? I think it's Bray Wyatt myself. All right, and he's good. Uh, he will be good. He will be good. <laughs> he was good, but he'll be good. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, now I I know something to watch for. I just Googled Bray Wyatt. Do you know what his real name is? Yeah. It is Wyndham Win- Lawrence Rotunda. That's right. That's amazing. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. I'll watch for that on Monday. While we're you'll have to text me while we're covering the Seattle game. For sure. Who is who is the White Rabbit? I've learned so much about WWE from you, Kellen. Most of which I forget shortly after. Still, I temporarily learn it. Okay, Jamie Thomas. He's always fun. He's coming up. Uh, I also did an interview today with Kelvin Pickard, another goaltender in the Oilers system. Expected to be on the farm team this year. We'll get to some of your uh, goal songs at 780-496-0063. Hope you're having a great Friday. Talk to you in a few minutes. Thank you.